Welcome to the Hagerstown Reunite Podcast. It is your host, D Greasy, aka the Commish. We got my great host, co-host Tom Maloney, aka my rival this week. Tom, we got a great podcast coming up today. I am super pumped for this one. Me too, man. I, I think it's gonna be our best podcast ever. Uh we got playoffs coming up, so we got a lot to talk about and uh we've uh, we've got some guests with us today, don't we? Exactly. I mean, we're not talking Tom. We're not talking just playoffs. We're talking keepers. We got this is like a megapod here, and and when we do megapods, we bring the best. We got Bobby and Sediment back for the pod. Bobby and Sediment, welcome back to the pod. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think um, I personally think that our last pod that Sediment and I were both on was was the best pod that this has that we've done. Period. That you guys have done all year, all year. Very, very surprised there wasn't more commentary on it. But thank you guys for, for joining and for letting us back on. Sentiment, go ahead. You can speak now. Like awe in how amazing we were. It's all right. I agree. Like a, I agree. I don't know. Listen, me and Tom, you said after that podcast, that was the best pod all season. So with that, let's kick this pod off. And let's start talking about playoffs. So we got – we'll start with the first game. We got a lot of implications. Every, ga- every game matters. And we'll start with first, Brian Gallagher, who is scratching and clawing and going against maybe one of the surprisingly hottest teams in the league, Matt Sediment. So, Sediment, I'll start with you. <laughs> You're on a two-game winning streak. Do you think it's going to continue against Brian? We're, and Brian right now is currently favored by 30 points. Are you going to pull the magic out of a hat again? Well, look. So <laughs> I, I do. I do have a little extra confidence coming. It pains me. To I, say. I. I'm sorry, Cinnamon. I think you have a chance. A small chance. A, well, now hold on. If you look at Brian Gallagher's team, and this is a team that when previously on this pod, I said was destined, absolutely destined. Now, okay, Keenan Allen, COVID list could be out. Elijah Mitchell in concussion protocol could be out. There's two big players that he's losing right now. I mean, sentiment, you know, yeah, maybe you should actually start someone in the flex position that's that's not on the IR. Um, but if you're good to go, if you, <laughs> if you t- <laughs> I think even T Higgins is if I, if, if if I'm if yeah, T Higgins is now also projected possibly not to play. So if you're talking about he's using Allen, Higgins, and Mitchell, yeah. that's a lot to overcome, which gives sentiment a fighting chance for the upset. Yeah, I did and not did really not Brian out. Might be out. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, he's out right now. I mean, and, and, to, and this matchup is obviously extremely important for Brian. Brian wins. He's in. Uh, if he loses, he does need help from Matt Barry in order to make the playoffs. If Matt Barry also loses – um, which we'll talk about next, his matchup. Uh, you know, this, like, so this is crucial for, for, for Brian to win. Uh, so, Tom, do you have any comments on, on this game? Yeah, you... uh, just the only, only thing I can think of in here, in this case, I mean, you're, you're saying everything uh, that I'm thinking here, too. Uh, Brian needs this victory. He, uh, I mean, just to feel confident, if he puts the, if he puts the W in, he, he's going to get it. But, you know, I mean, Sentiment's beaten the odds the last two weeks, too. Like, he, he hasn't been 
He's been the underdog in both those matchups, come out on top. And like you were saying, when you know, you've got people not playing for Cincinnati, he's got Tyler Boyd on his lineup. So, I mean, he's going to be a mm. beneficiary. He's probably going to get more work, too. And, uh, I mean, I think we're finally starting to see that potential from Javante Williams uh, from last week. Yep. And if it translates over, he's got Detroit this week. That's a great matchup. Herbert's about the hottest quarterback in the league. I could easily see Cinnamon pulling the upset a third time. Ooh, well, Brian, let's Brian's all noticed. Uh, so let you know. Let's talk about the next matchup with Matt Barry versus Will. Both of them need this. Will, if he wants to have a chance to win the division, he needs to win. Matt Barry, if he doesn't even if he doesn't win, the, the repeat is done. I mean, if you look at the matchup right now, based on the projections, Will's projected to win by 15 points. Obviously, there's going to be stuff happening, some late-minute scratches. So, it's looking like Will. Bobby, I'll start with you. What do you think? Will's projected to win by that much. So, so Debo Samuel is still questionable. We don't know his status. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, that could be a big difference maker. Saquon Barkley is a shadow of what we thought he would be. I don't know who is possessed his body – and who is running? I mean, it looks like me running out there right now. I, I might as well be as bad. <laughs> because when you're getting literally outrushed on, on a per yards per rush basis by Devontae Booker, who I don't know if he was in the league before this year, something is wrong. And yet he's still trotting him out there. You know, power to him. If he's going to go down, he's going to go down in flames. But, I, you know, look at Barry. Two-time champion. Mahomes is due for a game. Kamara's back. We all know that. Hunt, Diggs, Cooper, you know, maybe could do something for ODB. Kyle Pitts. I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than than we think. I agree. I think, I think you hit that. I, I, I can see a big game here from Kamara versus Sediment. You're a hapless Jets, so. Uh-oh. Oh, we lost Sediment. Oh, Sediment, Sediment, I need you to buy buy a real phone with a real, <laughs> real plan. Because we can't be having you in and out during this pod, okay? My name's on this, all right? I, I need you to pay up the premium, all right? I'm going to pay for the... I, I don't buy the, the Chubba Hubbard as I get running back. Saquon Barkley, yeah. probably mentioned he's he's probably done. Like, let's let's be real. He looks, he looks old and washed up. However, I've got to admit, I am still so clouded from his Sam, performance I, lap. I love you. I love you, buddy. I love you. But, God, we need to fix your freaking connection. Because <laughs> we are getting every other damn word. I don't know what kind of cheap freaking Wi-Fi you're stealing of your freaking neighbor. But, come on, man. Just pay. The, just pay. What is Comcast down there? Just freaking pay them something, all right? Yeah, my, my, my internet all day, and it's been. Yeah, we can hear that. We can hear that. <laughs> all right, well, all right, well, let's keep. All right, let's keep going. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. so for for me, <laughs> so for, for, for for me, it's a matter of uh, it's a matter of two quarterbacks that have been underperforming for for some time. Lamar Jackson's been probably on the worst stretch of four games uh, for the Ravens uh, in some time. I think they haven't scored more than like twenty five points in a month. Um, and, uh, and Mahomes is not looking like Mahomes of old. Uh, he had one huge game where he was the first quarterback overall, but aside from that, you're probably better off playing guys off the waiver wire, uh, in any given week. So, um, no, I think that's, come on. 
I mean, look at his track record, man. You can't you can't bench the guy's name. But if you don't if you don't put his name on there, his stats are are terrible. I mean, like Mahomes, Mahomes, hundred percent. Stop it. Twelve points. 12 oh, points recently, for Denver, recently, yes, 7.5 right. yeah. for Dallas, 10 against Green Bay, 14 against the hey, Giants, Tom, 7 the against 30, Tennessee. You forgot the 36 that was in between. I said there is one game that he was the number one quarterback overall. <laughs> Aside you, from that, I didn't okay. name a single number so, 14. And he's playing that team this week. He's playing. He is playing that team. So he does have the matchup. I will say that there is the case. And Jackson's playing against Cleveland, a team he's historically done well against. So I say there is still an opportunity for both you know, teams to have a good performance if their quarterback plays well. I think that's what's going to be the factor in this game. Whose quarterback is going to actually show up and give them a performance that they drafted him for. In this case, I'm leaning slightly towards Will, even though he's had some struggles as of late. Um, and I, I, don't see, uh, I, I don't see the champ making the playoffs. So All right, so, I, hold on. Let's I, go, I wanna, Bobby. I wanna, I'm sorry. I, I want to hear this from Tom. I want to hear this from Tom. You're <laughs> telling me, because you said you'd start off the waiver wire. That's mm-hmm. what we have you recorded. Yep. As we have recorded, right? We got it. We got it. Yep. We got it. Would you start Kirk Cousins? 100%. Over... Without wow. the end. Absolutely. At I started Pittsburgh. him. I, started, I had to start him. I had to start him for most of the time that Kyler Murray has been out. He was my guy, and he did great for me. 21 points in, uh, in, against Baltimore, 17 against uh, the Chargers, 25 against Green Bay, 15 against San Francisco. Okay. But that's still better than all that Patrick McCombs has done at, in the last month and a half, except for that one game. He had not scored 15 points how, on that. How far are we going? Are, are you going Carson Wentz over Mahomes? Uh, I mean, Wentz depends on – who's he playing? I don't, I don't even know who he's playing this week. He's by. He's, he's, he's by. Well, obviously not playing that <laughs> <than> a play. <laughs> there, is, there is one name but on the waiver wire. I, I, I'd start Taysom Hill over him. Yeah, that's yeah. The, one, the one thing I, I would say. Even yeah. the guy, what did he throw? Four interceptions last week and still scored 20 points? Yeah. He ran a lot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So how about this, guys? All right. All right. We know Tom's taking Will. Who you take at seven? Barry. Okay. Bobby? Uh I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go. Will on this one. I think he just pulls it out. I, I'm gonna go. Will too. Even though I think he has the weakest uh, running back core of any team making the playoffs. Next. Next matchup. We'll, we'll talk. Bobby, we got you. You. You kind of mysteriously pull one out of your. You know what? Last week and be put up one of the highest scores versus Tom. You're playing Alan Sosley. This really matters for Allen. So if he wins and Tom loses and Sam loses, he has a chance to win the division. So this is a must win for Allen. So Bobby, I'll, I'll start with you. Any chance here? Or you kind of, do you get a repeat of last week or is that just a flash in the pan? I mean, are, are, are we being serious right now? Because. <laughs> hey, you beat Tom. You beat Tom. That was okay. unbelievable. Yeah, but, you know, I had some players that actually, you know, before a recent trade w- with you, I mean, if, if you're looking at, at my squad right now, I think uh, I'm starting someone that's in the concussion protocol. I don't even have a flex. Um, listen, uh, do I have a, a, a nice young wide receiver core that if they break out, you know, there's always potential there with Jefferson, with Elijah Moore, with Russell Gage, Darren Waller, possibly back, yes. Tom Brady, number one quarterback. Nobody seems to want him want him in this league. Don't know why. Don't know why. <laughs> Continues to be number one. But I, I, I got to say, I don't exactly know how Alan Soul p- 
pulled this off. But we all ranked him as the ninth team in this league. Yeah, it was the bottom. Yep. Bottom three. And sure. yet, he's stacked. He is stacking. You look at it. I, I, I mean, how, how do we? I mean, Chad and Taylor is is just absolutely insane. He's on a buy. Uh, you know, yeah. thank God Taylor should have mattered. But I, I I have zero chance. Zero chance. I, my my projected is sixty four points. I, I just want everybody to know that. it's it's my projected is sixty four freaking points. He, he, yeah, it looks like Alan so had finish your roster first, yeah. Bobby. You're pulling a sentiment here. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even realize the Colts were on a freaking bye. Uh, maybe I, <laughs> I need to pick up a freaking defense. <laughs> a kicker. Yeah, Eagles. Right, but well, also yeah, this right, so is not doing you any helps either. So, you know. Exactly. Yeah, going on. So, so, all right. So, I know. All right. So, I think we all think Alan So is going to win, right? I, I yeah. know. All right. Let, let's move forward for the sake yep. of yeah. time. Uh, just keep things going because we don't want to pile on Bobby. Um, so, one matchup right here that actually yeah, may be interesting is – the Dan Hare versus Sam Sam Miller matchup. Again, if Sam wins, Bob and um, Alan So and Tom loses, Sam catapults back to first place, which he sat most of the year, has been, you know, really been in a tailspin the last five weeks. Right now, Dan Hare is projected to beat him. Granted, Dan Hare, uh, or granted, Sam has a, several key players on by with Waddle, Gasecki, Devontae Smith, and now Mike Williams, I believe, out because of COVID protocols. And so Sam's is struggling. Oh, He'll make the really playoffs. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and Dan Hare still has players on his team that aren't there. So, I'm going to go on a limb here, and I think Dan Hare upset Sam, continue Sam's tailspin. Tom, what do you think? I agree. Yep. Uh, you know, it's uh, when you said the bye weeks, and then Mike Williams. I didn't even know about Mike Williams being out. Uh, but once we looked at that, I mean. He's going to be playing guys off the waivers at this point. Let, let's um, call let's let's call a spade a spade time. Sam has yeah, okay. a freaking chance. Let, uh, Sam, I mean, Sam, Sam has zero. a chance. He has a chance. Has a chance. He has, he has I, great I, running I backs. A I have a chance to play for the New York Giants tomorrow too. You know, I, I'm sure that that's also <laughs> correct. But look at the guys he's got on by losing yeah. Mike William, DK yeah. Metcalf. I don't even know what the hell is going on in Seattle. He's gonna roll out a bunch of freaking I don't even know waiver wire guy I don't even know who he's gonna play. He, he is definitely in a tailspin. I, I mean, if I'm if I'm you know obviously if I'm picking the matchup though, uh, I'm I'm going with uh, with uh, Dan Hare in this case. So so sentiment, who do you got? Do you think you, got, you do you have Dan Hare in this match as well? Or are you going? No, Sam Miller. Dan Hare. It's Dan Hare. Okay. I well, I think we all think Dan Hare is gonna win. I think. If I was Sam's position, you don't want to. He may have to drop players that he would potentially play next week in order to fill up a roster. This is almost like for me. Uh, you might not, you're probably not going to win the division, Sam, uh, based on who, especially Alan So is playing. Uh, and we'll talk about this next matchup here. Uh, but if I was Sam, you almost maybe punt this week so you don't have to lose and drop some players just to have a full roster. So. Thanks so for the full analysis, Chris. Uh, we really, you know, we're, we're, you really added a lot of value there. A lot of value. <laughs> lot of value. Glad I can be there. So let's talk about let's talk about the match that we that everybody's you know wants to talk about, or I should say, two co-hosts, or the two hosts want to talk about the matchup for themselves. <laughs> me versus Tom. Last time it was less than a three-point win for myself. This is probably the has besides the Brian and. Um, Alan's or the Brian and Matt Barry 
matchups that are taking place. This is probably the most important one because the winner of this will win their division um, yep. for sure. And because I, be, I believe Tom has I've got a eight points. Yep. Yeah. Tom, Tom has a tiebreaker. I would be uh, – I have the lead – one game lead on Will. So this really does – you know, whoever wins this is either going to be the number one seed and, and going to win the division. So Tom – as the one, you know, I'll save you for last since we're playing each other. Bobby, yeah. I'll start with you. Looking at this matchup, Tom's projected to win by 12 points at the moment. Blowout's going to happen. What do you think? I think Tom's going to wipe the floor with you. Um, <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. I think Tom could use an upgrade at, at tight ends. I think that that's 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 his big his big hole. Um, is that is that foreshadowing, Bobby? Are you, are you trying to suggest I, I, something? I, I just, I, I just know anybody don't with a good tight end. I, I mean, if, if, if I'm looking, I'm going to say this. If you look at your roster, well, what is the one position that somebody kind of sucks? And, mm-hmm. and that, that, that's tight end. I mean, TJ mm-hmm. Augustin, yeah, all right. He was good. What? Week, uh, week one, week two. Yeah, okay, last okay, week. 17, 12. And then what? He's gone over 10 points once. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Tight end. Great job there. Um, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. He's he's playing hurt. He doesn't look the same. I think he'll still have a good game in Chicago. But Kyler Murray showed us last week why he is the number one fantasy quarterback. And outside, you know, all things being equal, you know, I think you could argue Eckler and Madison kind of outweigh a little bit on, on Gibson and Jones, maybe Cup. Lockett and and Osborne, you know, Lamb, Johnson, Evans, those that's kind of even. Um, I think Mixon is is a big edge if he's healthy, uh, you know, in the flex position. I, I, first of all, I think he's going to beat you by. Uh, I I would say even higher than the projections. I I think he's going to win by fifteen twenty points easily. I I don't think this is going to be very close. Sentiment, what do you think? Yeah, the Tom's, Tom's got you. Tom, Tom okay. definitely has okay. it. Girls, you're going to get spanked like a bad schoolboy. <laughs> right. school right. I mean, before I get to Tom, before I let Tom speak, all right, let me let me just say one thing. Tom, I think this is the best team you've ever put together in this league. Um, hands down, best team. Made amazing moves, great drafting. Uh, so I think this is by what? far the best team you have, you he has ever had. Because, I mean – I, it's hard to say. I mean, like, we have to look back at previous lineups. But, I did win a championship at one point, so there, there is that one. But I, think, I don't think – but I will agree. I think this is probably the most complete team yes, that, I've, that I've, I've put together. the tight end's a problem. So, I think yeah. I think you're going to win, and uh, and I, I don't take it as, like, a bad loss for me. I think your team is just the best team on paper right now. I think you are the team to beat. You're better than Will. And if I beat you here, I'll take it as a win. But – so, I'll say – I say, I think, Tom, I think you're going to win. What do you, Tom? I'll let you gloat and talk about how great you are now. All right, all right. So, so here's I've been waiting for this moment for a while here because here's a stat <laughs> I want to throw at you. I want to throw it all in. Over the last month, four weeks, the last four weeks, I've had the top score, the top score, the top score, and the second top score oh. because Bobby Ooh. beat me. I know it's so damn close, <laughs> but I'm averaging like 135 points a week. So yeah, and I got Kyler Murray back last week. I should have, uh, you know. I, uh, I won't. I won't toot my own horn and say, you know. I, I'll leave the you know the, the prediction off to the side because I did this last week and I said Bobby's got no chance. I, I got this in the bag. 
So I'm not going to try and tempt the fantasy guys this week. I'm going to let the dice roll where they are. So what, I'm sorry. Can I can I just well, and, and, and yeah, I got to be Bobby and interrupt. Um, yeah. uh, Grossman, what was the difference in points in your first matchup? How three. Many, how many points? I won by three. 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 Yeah. Three. Yeah. So do you think a tight end could could make the difference in three points? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I Bobby, think so. I think you're Bob, trying to trade Waller here. How many tight ends exist though, Bobby? Especially this year, the fantasy. There's has been yeah. Many. How, how many how many top four <laughs> tight ends are there in the league? Well. I mean, Grossman owns, you know, two of them. Um, I think you got, you got I don't think one. I asked. <laughs> I'm just saying. How many top 30 running backs are there? Who's, who's <laughs> I didn't out there who's starting. Hey, you know what, Tom, I'm sorry. If you want if you want to win, remember, once, once the banner is on the rafters, they never take it down. They never take it down. So I think Tom would – Probably love to talk, but I don't think he has money. I think Tom, I think you're locked up. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, I have five dollars. <laughs> so right now, right from now, from sentiment, Tom, Tom I'm, 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 I'm going to propose a trade right now. You're getting Dan Wall over five freaking dollars. There we go. We're wow. doing this live, live on the pod. <laughs> uh, mind if I think about it? I'll give you an answer by the end of the pod. <laughs> wow, think I love it. it. Wheeling and dealing. I got to think right. about it, man. I got. I, I like my two guys. Let's all right. So let's recap right here. All right. So we uh, kind of based on what we all kind of consensusly said about who's going to go where. Right now we have Tom being the number one seed. With me losing, well, that means Will and Will winning. We'll have Will as a number two seed. So both of them will receive buys and win their division. Then the three, four, and uh, then we'll have. Well, it technically, be Will, Will would have the one seed then. See, because, yes. Yeah, yeah you guys have a better one. record than I do. Yeah, so he'll have the one seed. Tom would be two. Three, four, and five would be between – oh, actually, between me, Alan, and Sam. Well, actually, between me and Alan. And then Sam will be the fifth seed, and Brian would be sixth seed. So, based on our projections here, that is where we see the – the layout being so I, let's stop talking about playoffs guys let's talk about the two trades before we hit the keepers so as uh most everybody know there's two tight end trades we kept alluding to the first one seven i'll talk turn it over to you you made you made uh you traded gronk received five dollars as well as noah font what was your thinking there was it just to grab money at that point it's just it was a buddy grab a little bit frog but I mean, oh. yeah. hey, it, it makes sense. Um, what, what, what was your all's reaction? I, I'll say, start with mine. Thought it was a decent trade for Gallagher, uh, but you know, just solidified his tight end spot. What do you guys think, Tom? Uh, I mean, I thought the both both trades were good. Um, Gallagher, you know, to be able to get Gronk this late in the season and after a two-touchdown game like this, he's healthy. I would honestly be happy to start Gronk over almost anybody at tight end at this point because Brady trusts him so much. And dude's absolutely you – know, he's got like six more touchdowns than anybody else in the league right now. So I thought yours was um, definitely under the radar. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it was a nice, uh, you know, move for you. Like I said, getting Kittle – uh, this late in the season, you already have Kelsey, but now it just makes the the tight end position that much more scarce. And Kittle's been coming on, so I, I like that one. Um, I like both the trades. Um, I wish that I had been a part of one this week, but 
You know, be. I think, well, well, I could still possibly on. be. I, I, I want to weigh on this now. Is <laughs> uh, uh, good though? You had your opportunity, Grossman. I, I got to give you credit, man. You reached out. You offered. <laughs> you set dollars on the table. Yeah. I went out to other teams and say, "Hey, are you interested in Kittle? Are you interested? Are you interested in Gaskin? Are you interested?" Everybody else, well, you know, I don't know. Grossman says, let's get it done. Let's get it done now. That's what you do to win the game. Exactly, Bobby. And and I will say, Bobby, it wasn't not just an offensive move, meaning, hey, I, I want a great player. I also thought of it kind of as a defensive move. By me having Kittle, Tom yep. can't get him. Will can't mm. get him. Mm. Alan So can't get him. I was thinking, hey, this is a way this there's a premium at tight end and there's a big difference between the top three and everybody else. So I kind of wanted to go out there and kind of almost do defensively, as well as Kittle has been getting turning it on of late. And I do think he should have a good good performance this week and through the playoffs. So the thing we want to spend the rest of the pod is just talk about keepers. So every so all four of us had submitted our top ten keeper list. And so what we did is I went through and aggregated all of it. And we kind of put a top 10 consensus list. So let's start with the – we'll start with our honorable mentions. The first was, was Diggs, uh, which Tom initially ranked but then unranked. Javante Williams with Sediment had him at 10. Bobby had Jalen Waddell as 9. Hollywood Brown was eight, 9 for Sediment. Mike Williams was 8 for Sediment. Elijah Moore was 8 for Bobby. James Robinson was seven for Cinnamon. Kamara was eight for Dan, ten for uh, Tom, and then Cinnamon was had Michael Carter at six. So those were all the honorable mentions. He didn't not make the top ten. Start with the, our, our top ten. They're kind of we had four bunched at number ten, uh, and there's a couple. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Cinnamon, you had a five, and I had Chubb at five. Uh, and no one else ranked them. So we they were inflated just because of that. I'll start with Chubb. I think Chubb has continually performed to be a top 10 running back. I think he was injured a little bit this year. But I was surprised that none of you all ranked him, to be honest. I was uh, I thought for sure someone would have him up at least at number nine or ten. But... I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna answer for Bobby in this case because I know that he, <laughs> he would want us to talk about this this point. Um we're moving to a half PPR league again, uh, if, if, if that's the that's case. Fair. Have that's you looked fair. at his receiving totals all that, year? He's gotten no more month. than two catches any game. So he he's not gonna be improving in value next year, whereas a lot of other guys that may be behind him are. And so he's only going to move downwards on the rankings. I mean, that's the thing. So he maybe he's still a great running back, yeah. but he'll be more of a one slash two type of guy in the top twenty. Interesting. Oh, no, hey, that's fair. Talking Melvin Gordon here. So Melvin Gordon said that you had him at number five, and no one else ranked him. I think Bobby even said he was going to be cut and not even playable. So Simon, what was your thinking there? So there was two things. This is kind of in the same uh, lines of thinking that I had with James Robinson. So Melvin Gordon, obviously, is not going to be on this team next year. He still, ha- But he still has at least another year or two. All we really need to talk about is one more year. He has another year in his legs for sure to get another 900-plus yards, few touchdowns. He'll be on another team next year, sure. But – Honestly, he's he's got still got some legs under him, and he's only going to be kept for six bucks. So, the combination of both on his new team, uh, someone with a playoff push or a need for a 
uh, a running back. We'll, we'll pick him up. He'll put the numbers on the board. And um, that's it. That's why I kept him there. So, sentiment. So, so Tom, Tom and I were the only ones who rank, rank Michael Pittman, who, who right now would be kept for $7. For me, I think that's a great value. Uh, I had him at 10th. Tom had him at 6th. What did you – I mean, I was surprised. And with the going half PPR – I, I think he I think he has even more upside at number ten. What do you think? That's pretty good. Yeah. So, so, so Tom, I was talking about Michael Pittman. I, you, yep. you had him at you had him ranked the highest at six, where I had him at ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what what was your thinking behind that? Uh, so here's my thinking. He's he's you know great value. You know, super young, second year player. He is going to be very very needed going forward. I'm gonna have to step in top. I mean, you know, I have Michael Pittman. He is the best receiver on the Colts and the day of Carson Wentz. We are going half PPR. He has consistently produced and only keeping him for seven dollars, that uh that's a pretty good gamble. But top but Bobby, I want to talk about the uh the other receiver you had number seven. So uh Chase. I also had him at number nine. So I also was pretty high on him as we mentioned going half PPR. You're the only one you you had him ranked the highest. What was your thinking with Chase? He's a rookie, guys. He's a rookie, and he's a monster. He's already dominating the league as a rookie. Imagine what he's going to do next season. I, I, it, I Drop more balls? I mean, that's what he's been he, doing recently. Well, yeah, I, listen, what's going to happen with a rookie? He's only going to get better. He's going to score more touchdowns. You know, Burroughs is going to get better connection with him as well. I mean, the guy already looks like a seasoned vet. I, I, I think you're talking about easily a top five wide receiver next year. I, I don't even think there's, there's discussion to be had on that. And, and I think arguably you could see number one wide receiver in football in his future if he keeps this up. You know what? He, he reminds me of, of Calvin Johnson, actually, when mm. he first came out. That That's exactly who he reminds me of, just – Oh, the awareness, the dominance, the speed. I, listen, at the end of the day, you want a wide receiver to score your touchdowns. Yeah, it gets a lot of you know, receptions as well. But he's there also, their end, their end zone target. So I, I think we're just going to see better things from him. That's it. Very simple. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no debate here. And keeping him at 20, I think, is pretty good for Alan. So next year. So let's. So those are oh, – we had a 10. So we'll go to number nine here. Cooper Cup. I had him at number six, number one wide receiver in all football this year. Keep be able to keep him at twenty six dollars next year. I had him at six. Tom, you had him at eight. I'll go and tell you why I think he should be six. It's because he is the number one football. He is the number one receiver this year in fantasy football. It will be a half PPR monster next year. He gets between ten to fifteen targets a week. I believe I saw a stat where he has like at least like ten targets, and I think it was either ten of ten weeks. Like this guy is going to be a monster next year. So I'll put the floor. I'll next because you you mentioned my my having him ranked at at eight here. Um, I like I like Cooper Cup as a keeper. Obviously, he made my list. The reason why he's not higher is one his his current value. I mean, you you got him for uh, you know for twenty one. 
Yep. And uh, he's going to be 26 next year, which is still very low for a guy that's going to finish probably as the wide receiver one. But the thing about Cooper Cup is he's been in the league for a while. He, he's, you know, he's had bouts of inconsistency. There'll be years where he absolutely blows up. And then the following year, he'll, he'll kind of shrink back and be just like, you know, right there with Robert Woods. And he's already at a pretty high value. Obviously, he's still a guy I would want to keep over the vast majority of the league. So I was surprised he learned to not rank rank him. I was kind of curious, Bob, your sentiment. What what was your thinking for not? Well, well, first of all, uh, I'll obviously always be in front of sentiment here. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I think because of the keeper, you know, the adjustments that we made, I didn't realize it so low. Um, I thought he was a little higher than he was. Um, if I correct me if I'm wrong, so is he 26 as a keeper? Is that, is that correct? Yep, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, Tyree Killen for 50. So if you're if you're the number one wide receiver, you get a half the price. Yeah, so I, I think that that would that would that would make I, honestly knowing that I, I would make a correction. However, I do have to say that yes, they will spread the ball. They will you know have more running game next year. He might not be the number one wide receiver, but still at 26, if you're getting a top three, top four guy. It's 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 hands down. He he he's a top ten keeper. Thanks, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, so look, you could you could speak now. You're <laughs> yeah, no. So for Cooper Cup, um, he was I had him as number eleven. I had just cut cut the line there. It was more of what Tom said earlier. Cooper Cup every season he's always come in with with high expectations and he's he's been good. But he hasn't been top ten good. This is his first real breakout year. It's probably all right. Well, how, sure. let's move to the next one. Let's move to the next one. This will be entertaining because I think Tom and I have a hot take on who is number eight in our list. And the only reason why this individual came in eight is because Bobby ranked this person number one. Nobody else ranked him number one, and that is Jonathan Taylor. So before I let Bobby talk, Tom, we talked. We kind of text earlier about Bobby having Jonathan Taylor number one. Why do you think he's crazy having him as number one? Well, I mean, so I think that, you know, the reason why I would want to have him on this list is because he's the number one player in fantasy. I mean, he's looking great. He's also young and he's got, you know, everything kind of working for him right now. Um, He's really hitting his stride. So so there's really no ceiling to this guy. That being said, he's going to be kept for what, $50 next year? $50, yep. He's going to, in, in a draft, he would probably go for a lot more. Let's Maybe just 70. hypothetically say CMC level, $70. Um, and the only reason I didn't put him on the list is because every guy I listed, I see at least a $25 uh, upside to them. Uh, and only the re- only reason why I didn't put Jonathan Taylor, because he's already, you know, that much closer to his value. I agree with Tom. That's why I didn't rate him either. It was more of a, of a starting value. Yeah, what about so Bobby? So ridiculous, <laughs> fuck, a, abs, absolutely freaking ridiculous. I, I, I think, I think you guys got to go back to the drawing board. Like, <laughs> do you understand what Jonathan Taylor is is doing this year? So, uh, let me just give you some stats. In our format, he has seventy points more than the second number one running back, which is Austin Eckler. 70. Did, he hasn't had like, a buy yet, though. He hasn't had a buy yet, though. 
Okay. Uh, well, You're not going to get 70 points in a bye. Come on. Yeah, what are you going to do? 15 for that? Like, let's, like, let's say 20. Yeah, so he's yeah. 50 points uh, ahead. Oh, fine. Even even 50 points ahead. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And guess what? In a half PPR, it's even more. It's even more. <laughs> it's actually 75. <laughs> I, he's having a, a, a historical fantasy season. In, I don't know how you guys don't rank this guy as – It's his price. If and, and, the- yeah, okay, price, price, price. But you know what? When he's getting more point, uh, so let, let's just say he is now on track. I'm just going in our league right here. So the number 10 running back right now is Gibson. He's doubled Gibson's points. <laughs> Double the number 10 running but back. But also four-time the cost. Uh, well, that's because Gibson is a keeper, but yeah, l- let's 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 call it spade a spade. Okay, he he's <laughs> nearing that. For well, his... Bobby, are we doing the number one? Are we ranking our top the top players at football, or are we ranking uh, I'm the top? Just, I'm just saying that because mm. the difference yeah. is so great. You know, once you get he's at 270 right now. Okay, you take away 15 points there. Let's say he's at 255. You know, then you get Austin Eckler at 204, then Mexican at 199, you know, then it all kind of bunches up. He's just so far ahead of everybody else having such an amazing season, so young. And not for nothing, I think Carson Wentz hates to throw the football and just wants to just hand it off to that kid as long as he can run it. Now, you're making a really good argument for him being the best fantasy player in the game right now. But regarding keeper value, I understand, yeah, keeping him next year for 50 bucks and the year after for 55, those are pretty good values. They're decent values, I should say. But is it it the best that you can get just given the amount of price value against – was our salary cap 200? Yeah, Mm -hmm. 200, yeah. So a quarter of your budget. Yeah, at least – yeah, unless if you have money. If he's, over, yeah. if he's duplicating this season next season, this, this, this conversation is not even a question. It's it's mm-hmm. not, it's it's not even a question. Yeah, if, if, yeah if, of course. If, if, if that's a big years. if and buts, you know. Yeah. But, if he right, does well, a back-to-back historic season, then yes, I agree. It's definitely worth it. <laughs> oh, right. well, like the next one, we had two of the four of you rank them. And Sentiment had him as his number two. Tom as his number, Jane, as his number nine. As number nine, James <laughs> Connor. So seven. Mm-hmm. I'll let you just give me. You had him number two. You must love these players who may get cut and be on another team because I know James <laughs> Connor worries me. I mean, number yeah, that two. Is, is smoking a lot of weed lately. I mean, one, one of the two. This, well, is, this is in D.C., so it's legal there, right? Okay. All right. I well, here's the real the real thing about James Connor. He's not go same same idea. He's not going anywhere. I mean, not from his. T- he's not leaving the NFL. And he's only going to be seven bucks next year. Let's be real. I mean, I mean he didn't put up forty points. Though. I, I, I don't know. I disagree. Maybe Tom. Maybe Tom. Maybe you can say. And he him. gets what in the end he... zone. He, there's three okay, things. Look, he's cheap. Look. He gets in the end zone, and he'll be in the NFL next year. I mean, <laughs> Omar. Okay. Look, here, here, this thing about about Connor. I, I saw. I was like, okay. Look, he's doing. He's being fantastic for for fantasy this season. Completely surprising everybody. He's still pretty young i think he's only like what 26 or 27 so he's not like you know past you know nearing that cliff of, of falling off the age uh you know 
clip or whatever. But the thing about him is, and him and, and both Chase Ed, him and Chase Edmond are both, uh, I think, unrestricted free agents next year. So they're working to play for their next contract. If the Arizona's smart, they re-sign James Conner and they go and draft some younger guy to be his backup. And yes, he totally would be a, a absolute lock stud keeper. But the problem is is that we don't know what that's going to be. We don't know what his situation is going to be going forward. And we don't even know what his situation is going to be this week if uh, if Chase Edmonds comes back. So I guess it'd be next week, technically. But, you know, he's been great while he's been the guy. But his story has also shown us that he can only be the guy for so long before his body yeah. just gives up on him. So uh, I, I worry well, about well, that, well, too. time gets all fired up. I love when time gets all fired <laughs> up. Like well, let's get see. Well, you know what? Let's, let's move ahead to number six. This is the first player who's been ranked by all of us. Granted, Sediment had him at 10, and Bobby had him at high at five, and Tom and I both had him at seven. And this is Antonio Gibson, who will be able to be kept for, I believe, $11 next year. He has had a resurgence the last couple weeks. I was actually looking to trade him because I was kind of concerned about his recent performance in the middle of the season. So, so Bobby, you had Antonio Gibson the highest a number between the four of us at number five. Kyle, what was your thinking there? Well, very simple. Uh, very, very low keeping value. Yep. And I think the offense in general can do nothing but improve next year. I mean, you get a second string running, you get a second string quarterback starting the entire year. And yet Washington has still been able to produce. Yep. And I think everybody kind of kind of gives it out a little early this season and all of a sudden over the last couple of weeks you've seen this much much angrier running Gibson really running with with, with fire and fury behind him I, I, I think it's no brainer now I'm not saying he's going to be a top five running back but I think for value wise as you guys like to say before, you know, oh, you didn't drive the Taylor because he doesn't have the value. Well, okay, well, Antonio Gibson is, is going to have that value. But again, you know, will, will he be a top 10 running back? Yes. But, you know, is he still a tier or two away from that top three or four? Yes. But I, I think you're still looking at a guy that's going to really bring in the value next year. Right. Let's go to number five. We're hitting the top five now. And this is a surprise for me that only Tom and I ranked him. We both had him. I, Tom had him at four. I had him at three. And Bobby and Sediment did not rank this. I think we know what Sediment was thinking. But, Bobby, DeAndre Swift, being able to keep him at $22 next year, a PPR monster, granted, when healthy. Bobby, no love for DeAndre Swift in a half PPR league. So, okay, let's backtrack here. What did you just say? When healthy, healthy. Please tell me one season he's ever played full sixteen games. He's only oh, been in the season. Man. This is his second year. Yeah, exactly. So never, yeah. never happens. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. How many? How many weeks has he played this year? Eleven. I think he played. Yeah, he's, played yeah, 11 he's only he's only missed one game, and that was last week. He's about to miss two. Probably, yeah. And he missed half. He missed all but. And, and not for nothing, but the, the, guy the hurt Lions one. also have zero prospects in this team. I, I think he's been very, very lucky 
in terms of actually being able to put up numbers this year. I think it's been more luck than anything else. I don't see this team getting any better. I don't know who is the current GM of, of Detroit off the top of my head. Um, Neither do they. Should... Neither do they. They don't have <laughs> – yeah. they, they, they have no idea. Who are they? Are they, they should be absolutely fired. I do think Swift has some talent, um, but he does take a lot of big hits, which, which, which I've noticed. And I'm, honestly, I'm surprised he wasn't injured earlier because – Last season, his rookie season, he was injured quite a bit, yeah. actually. Um, I, I think it's just – I don't know if it's a matter of the team. Well, it's a combination of that injury risk, you know, the team not being there around him. He's not a big guy either. No, he's a small – you know, he, he's almost – he reminds me of maybe a little faster Chase Edmonds that's just going to get beat up unless he's got the team around him. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. He, he does catch, you know, a few more balls here and there. But if you're talking about what, Jerry Goff and the current offensive line going to him, <laughs> I mean, what, what what value is there when, when they score freaking seven points a game and lose 14 games a year? I, I just I – don't, I, don't I, don't, I don't know the upside that you guys are categorizing him. Like, what – please, Tom, Dan, define me. Yeah. What the hell go, is Tom. the goddamn upside? All right, I all think right, all he's right. at his ceiling right now. Okay, so DeAndre Swift, I mean, maybe he does look like he's at a ceiling, but again, we're going to the half PPR format, right? He's a guy that, like, he's just been like a cheat code when he's out there. I mean, they don't, hit, they don't have to score points. He's only got, what, four rushing touchdowns on the season, uh, two receiving touchdowns on the season. But look at his receiving line. He's basically two players in one. I mean, his, his targets, you know, in any given game, Minimum uh, up, up until Chicago was five targets a game, if not more. I mean, like during the first part of the season, like he was getting as much work as any wide receiver. Um, so he's one of those those hybrid type of players, you know that that we're seeing a lot of a lot coming coming out. Like Austin Eckler is going to be one of the, is one of those guys. Um, you know, uh, there's uh, just just guys that are are able to put up points regardless of their team actually. Give it, you know, winning games or not because they're game proof. I can't see why a guy like DeAndre Swift, with all that potential, and he's done so much to prove it this season, wouldn't be on your list next year. <laughs> In a half PPR league, is not even top. A half PPR is not even top ten. What was I he just... before he missed those two games? He was top ten. Yeah, he was. So I mean, he got obviously. At the, I mean, okay, but then okay, you know, how many games is Everybody that's in the top ten, you know, you know, missed. I mean, I, I, I get the, I, I get the argument. I get it, but I think this is the ceiling. All right. All right. Well, all right. So let's move forward to top four. So number four, ironically, is Fournette. There was three of the four of you ranked him. One of you did not, and that one was me. And I'll start off with why I not rank Leonard Fournette. Tom had him two, Bobby had him six, Sediment had him four. I'll start for why why I didn't have him ranked at all. Just, no, we don't know what this is going to be. Oh, Tom Brady is not going to play next season. No, oh, I don't. Oh. I don't trust Fournette. I had him before. I mean, remember he was cut from the Jags what two or three years ago? He's unreliable. Yes, that was the uh, Jags. Alan, Jags are bad. Yeah. They, they make stupid decisions. <laughs> but to be fair, he, he wasn't running very well. I think he's a product of the system. I don't think he's 
has long-term viability. I just, I have, I just have a lot of questions. I, I just can't see him. Yes, you may get it for twelve bucks, but I wouldn't pay more than twenty dollars for him next year. So for me, well, that wasn't that much of a value. So it, the, where where I think about it is Jack, on some bad Jacksonville teams, and I think he, his rookie year is the one year that they accidentally were good for some reason. Um, but Bortles, yep. yeah, with, with yeah, with the great Blake Bortles, I mean, he's he's ha- already has two thousand yard games in his in his pocket right now, or or in his career. He gets into the end zone, and I think he fits and complements that offense right now. It's a, it's a pass-heavy offense. Don't don't get me wrong, but he's really stepped up as as the lead guy. As uh, what's his name? Uh, Ronald was it Ronald Jones? Jones. Yeah. yeah, Ronald Jones oh. really hasn't done anything. <laughs> and Fournette and and Fournette is taking advantage of it. He's only twenty six years old, and again, we're talking keeper, not dynasty. This is we're, so we're only really looking at one year down the road as opposed to long term viability of three or four years. Mm-hmm. Next mm-hmm. season. It, the way the team is built right now, he's he's taking advantage this year. Fournette is only going to be eight dollars, eight dollars next year. On uh, yeah, uh, summarize what summer what Simmons saying, Grossman, are, are, are you feeling? Oh, it's eight dollars. Are you jealous? Sorry, you're right. It is eight dollars. Sorry, I thought it was a little more. But all right, maybe yeah, it's be eight dollars, and you get like was... fifteen hundred yards and a bunch of touchdowns and a lot okay, of targets. Right, Come right, on, I, bro. I, I, <laughs> Even I get this, and I'm an Bobby, idiot. Number yeah. five fucking running back right now. All right, right. as Bobby Come made on. a mistake about Cup, I'll say I made a mistake on Fournette. Okay, he'll be my number, number tenth overall. A bump Pittman. Yeah, number like, ten. I will. I, I, and, and hold on, I, I will end with this. Um, the big difference between him on Tampa and him on on Jacksonville. By the way, again, it is Jacksonville. Is he was never ever catching balls on Jacksonville. Correct. I, That's I, right. I, mm-hmm. That's I, true. Maybe he had, I don't know, 10 receptions the entire year, maybe. And now he's actually catching the ball out of the backfield. I think that's a huge value, especially to that Dual offensive threat. scheme. Yep. But Grossman, I don't know what the hell you were thinking. I, I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you should just retire as commissioner, hand it over to somebody else. To, oh, you know. Wouldn't you love that? So let's go to the top three because I want Tom to talk about this individual here um number three is tom's boy austin eckler we yeah he was he was consensus i tom had him three i had him two and bobby had him two we'll talk to Sedman for why he didn't even rank him I, I maybe he looked at the wrong numbers maybe he pulled a fournette like i did so tom you had for eckler at three you've enjoyed him for the last couple of years let's talk about him yeah, I mean, Austin Eckler, he's the number two running back on the season um, in a non-PPR, and he is known for catching the ball. I mean, like, his, his role is, has never been more secure. He is the guy in, in the, uh, you know, Los Angeles. They're an exciting offense to watch. He doesn't break, you know, 100 yards. He's not the typical running back type, but he doesn't need to be the typical running back type. He's got the opportunity. He's still young. He's, you know, he's probably the, as they, as they say, he's like the most, he's the strongest guy pound for pound in the league because like, he's just a beast in the, in the gym. So, I mean, like he's, he takes care of his body. He stays healthy. So knock on wood, he's going to be amazing next year. And at the value that I'm getting him for, it's a slam dunk. All right. So sentiment, I'll turn it over to you. You didn't have him ranked at all. Was this because you misread his price? Because he was consensus top three between three of us. Yeah. To be, it'll be 21. So I think that's what it'll it'll be because yeah. he was 21, 16, uh, 16 this year. year, 21 next year. Yeah. But still, I mean, 21 for a guy that, you know, if you're talking about top three running back, you're thinking 55 plus dollars. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I would I would have put him at six or seven. It, it, I was off by five bucks or uh, behind Melvin whatever. Gordon. But yeah, yeah it, exactly. Um, <laughs> what are you thinking right now? How are you still putting him behind Melvin Gordon? Bullshit, <laughs> man. Well, so. Well, we don't have to go to the Melvin Gord nonsense, but basically what the, the thing about Eckler, yeah, he's kept himself in good shape this year. Last year he, he did get hurt a bit. Um, so I, I still have that fresh in my mind. I know he's been he's been fine this year. I don't know if he missed a game or I don't know, but but just because of, of last year and some of the injuries and because I thought it was a little bit more in price, the combination of those two so, so, I need to so, see so him. Sentiment, you're, you're, you're ranking a guy, Melvin Gordon, who has <laughs> half the amount of points as Eckler. By the way, half, half. Who you himself admittedly is not, you know, you're not sure what team he's going to be. Right now, he has half the amount of points <laughs> ahead of Eckler. I, I just, I just want to get it on the record. The rationale well, that so here's no well then I, I will repeat myself on Melvin Gordon because you know just because uh, Bobby needs that so Melvin Gordon the thing about him is that he still has he still has legs under him he'll get you another nine hundred thousand yard season next year and he's going to wind up on a team he's not going to be on the Broncos because he's going to be a cap casualty the Broncos probably would keep him if it wasn't for the fact that he's going to cost money and they have a. They have a, a good running back right now with Javante Williams that are coming behind him. It's going to be much cheaper. It'll help him on the cap. So Melvin Gordon will be on a team next year. Think of it as uh, when the Chargers got rid of uh, – he's not as good, but just think of it this way. When the Chargers got rid of Aladian Tomlinson, but even he'll, still have a 900, he'll still have 900 yards. He'll get touchdowns. He, he, can receive, he does receive the ball decently in the running back. He's not perfect because um, he, he, he'll, he'll get you like 50 targets probably. But uh. still – a combination of that, he'll wind up on a team that has a decent offense because he'll kind of have a pick and choose, and, and that's why I, I mean, mean he's going to be I strong mean, right, next I, year. Pollard <laughs> is five points away from him. I know. He's a backup. Tony Pollard. I, I just uh, – listen, I, I, I really appreciate you standing your ground here. Uh, I'm giving you a lot of shit. I'm just surprised that this is the hill you're trying to die on. I, you know what? I haven't decided I'm going to die on this hill, but we make picks and we have to back them up. I mean, I, I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to make a pick and say, like, well, you're right. My picks are wrong. I'm not going to do that. I, Tom, I think we have this podcast. Gaskin's even better. Jesus. Tom, I think we might just call this the Melvin Gordon podcast. I mean, as much as. That's like, fine. Well, well, I'll make that the title right there Melvin Gordon's podcast. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk, talk about Melvin Gordon. Let's talk about the top two. Number two is Debo Samuel. Who knew that Will, of all the players, will luck out with Debo Samuel, drafting him, I believe, for $8. Tom, you had him at five. I had him at four. Bobby, you said him at both at three. I think we all agree. <laughs> will, giving up all that cash, draft money, is definitely going to have to keep Debo for the price he is at. But uh, – you know, they're going to have to guard. He's been a stud this year. So, Tom, I'll turn it over to you. Who do you have? Well, you know, just your thoughts on Debo. I mean, so Debo for me is a guy that, like, I mean, he, he's really showing up this season. He's one of those, those like, people that they're, they're indispensable to the team. Now, he's got an issue with staying healthy. Uh, that's the only reason why I'm a little bearish on the guy. But aside from that, I mean, fantastic value. He's really stepped into that role this year. And he's like, like I was saying, he's one of those hybrid players that, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, like Cordero Patterson, you know, very yeah. similar uh, in, in terms of like the usage, like they're putting him in the backfield. He's catching like all these yard after the catch type of plays. Um, I mean, he's just, and it's with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now that's the thing about him. I'm a little concerned about is that we're probably not going to see too much more of Jimmy Garoppolo after this season. I can't imagine that they keep Trey mm-hmm. Lance on the bench for super, super long. So that does raise some questions about what his value is going to be when that change does happen. But um, aside from that, I, I love the guy. Yeah. So, Bobby, you had him in rank three, obviously. The reason why I wanted to ask you is because the consensus, number one, except for you, you're the only person who had enough. Let's, let's say it. Justin Jefferson was number one. You had Debo Samuel ranked ahead of Justin Jefferson. You're the only one yeah. who's on that. And that's where I kind of wanted to allude at. Why have him above Justin Jefferson, who we have as number one? And, and where do you rank 1995 Jerry Rice, too, compared to that? Because you know that that in, in matters. Full, in, in full transparency, I have been trying to trade for Debo and will not <laughs> give him up, um, no matter what I've thrown at the guy. I, I So... I think in a post, you know, in a post Jimmy Garoppolo era, which I think still might be another year away. I don't know if Trey Lance is, is just ready, but I mean, this guy has just been absolute beast. Not only as a wide receiver, they're talking about in ESPN, by the way, about being, him having actual RB and wide receiver flexibility next hmm. year which I think would tremendously add to his yes, value. I would agree with that. Um, when healthy, yes, when healthy. I think he's only missed one week, though, if I'm, if I'm correct. Last I mean, the week. guy has been an absolute monster. He's run the football. He's caught. He's done everything. Uh, but why over Justin Jefferson? But why over Justin Jefferson for who would be for, I believe, Justin Jefferson to come for 11 Debo at 13. I'm just curious your thought there, because Justin Jefferson has been a stud the last few weeks. So so I think Justin Jefferson is more of a product of them not being able to run in Minnesota, not being able to run the football as effectively because... They have Dalvin Cook. Who's made of freaking glass and freaking... You know, mm-hmm. who, who misses every other goddamn week, so then they have to throw the freaking football, like... Like, like it's going out of style. I, I think it's, he's more of just a general product of the system. You know, also you have him out of field there, when healthy. I think it's definitely direct ceiling for him. Whereas we feel like at San Francisco, you know, who's going to be the, the running back next year? Is, is Morse going to come back healthy? Well, he only had one real season under his belt. Is Elijah Mitchell going to be the guy? Yeah, he's okay. You don't run the ball here and there. But Debo does everything. He's a scary, scary player in fantasy. I mean, who I think will be better next year. I think Debo will outscore Justin Jefferson, and I will take anybody on any wager right, All right. now. Putting that out there. I, All right. That, well, that's that's a given. Well, I'll say, Tom, you had the biggest disparity between Jefferson and Debo. You had Jefferson one, Debo five. Oh, let's get some money on this one. Let's, <laughs> I'm sorry, um, not money. We're, we're cookies. Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, n- nothing against Debo. I mean, like he uh, obviously love the guy. He's on my actual like football favorite team. But um, I-, I mean, when I'm looking at the, the the value disparity, I mean, we're talking about an extra year's worth of Justin Jefferson. He's still eleven dollars. I mean, the guy should be 
uh, I mean, he's I, – I read some stat the other day that said, like, since he came out into the league, he's leading the league by yards, by, like, 200, 300 yards, like, easily. Like, by, over everybody else during the same span of time. He's absolutely one of the most dominant wide receivers, like, full-on wide receivers in the league. Can't, I don't think you can say that about Debo. Now, granted, Debo's got, like, a million other tricks in his bag, and I think that he is something, somebody that will not get game-planned out of a game, uh, whereas Jefferson could potentially have those. But that being said, the upside, I think, of Jefferson, um, at a purely wide receiver standpoint, like, if he's hyper-targeted, he's easily – he's totally possible for him to get, like, a 200-yard, two-touchdown two type of day. I, I, I just want to I, I just want to point out um, Debo is outscoring Justin Jefferson right now in half, in half point BPR, and that's with missing a week. Just want to point that. Out. Right. Just want to point that out as well. Fair enough. Fair enough, Bobby. But all right, so let me just recap who we had. We had Jefferson one, Debo two, Eckler three, Fournette four, Swift five, Gibson six, Connor seven, Taylor eight, Cup nine, and we'll say Jamar Chase at number ten. So, with that being said, I'll let you guys go. I hear babies in the background. We got uh, we went way too long this pod. Hopefully, someone, Bobby, you can listen to this on your long flight back to the U.S. tomorrow. So, it was good doing this with you all. It's 2.15 in the morning. I'm, I'm fucking hammered. So, this is going to be a great flight at 8 a.m. tomorrow. It's going to be fucking great. Um, Why don't you stay awake? <laughs> well... Well, best of luck to all the teams, and we'll you know we'll see what happens next week. Got an exciting week in store, so uh, see you all next week. All see right, well, 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 hold on, God damn it, you guys! I just want to end this. I just want to thank you guys for doing such an amazing job this year, keeping us all really interested in the league. I think again, just just a little, little, little clap here. I, I, Keep this in. And Tom, uh, you guys, this this has been an amazing thing you guys have done, keeping this going every week. I got to tell you, I listen to every freaking episode. Freaking love it. Please, God, keep it up. Because it's going to keep everybody engaged. It, it, it definitely has. It's been nice being able to keep in touch with uh, people. Even like Alan, so I haven't talked to him in a while. It was great to check out with him last week, too. So, that yeah, listen to that pod. Awesome. I didn't think the guy spoke. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh my God, he actually had opinions about this stuff. Like, I, I, I was pretty sure that he was just on autopilot with the fucking fantasy. Like, I didn't think he had any interest. It's pretty sure. good. Yeah. It's been a good year for autopilot. Give him that. Yeah. Oh, but uh, I want whatever autopilot he has. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just wanted to thank you guys. But uh, all right, time for me to hit the hit the hay. All right, gentlemen, thank you again. We'll speak all soon. All right, see you guys. Right. See you. Bye. Bye.